Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. Hello and welcome to Chat Canna for the 27 of January and for once uh, we got the time of day right because we have moved to our new format time. It's at three o'clock in the afternoon central time on this side of the globe. We moved it from mornings, and I think that was a good choice to do. Uh, we've seen an uptick in listenership, and we uh, welcome you, all of you that are watching us from wherever you are around the globe, because, of course, uh, if you're in Thailand right now, it is three o'clock in the morning. And we know that you that are on the other side are catching us uh, sometime during your regular time of day, and we welcome you wherever you are and whenever you do listen. Uh, it is the coldest day so far in the year here in Minnesota, uh, and also with the winds that we have, it is the wind chill is colder than cold. Um, so uh, it was interesting. The uh, electric company tested what they call off-peak, uh, where they uh, choose to cycle us, and the uh, homes and offices and things are using the secondary heat source um, because it's so cold that uh, the uh, energy company does not have to go into a secondary market and buy expensive electricity, uh, thereby keeping all of our rates down. And it's a wonderful thing. Uh, but they were testing it before the cold came uh, so that everybody could make sure that the their personal uh, secondary heat sources were working uh, through this cold snap that we have kind of the first one of the year. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a gentle uh, heating cost year this year. And we are thankful for that. Although we sure could use some moisture from the heavens. Um, interesting time. Uh, picture behind me, this is the Red Lake River in Crookston as it was thawing. 2020, 2020, looking to the west, it was a beautiful warm day and the, uh, the river had broke and had thawed and then some new snow had come and that's what gave it that kind of an appearance. Uh, Highway 2 would be up into the, yeah, right up there as it comes into Crookston and this would be, well, the hospital would be over there somewhere. If you all know about the town of Crookston, and if you don't, you should come here and visit. Uh, when uh, the trauma that's going on is past, it's a nice, a nice town full of uh, a lot of friendly people and a self-described grouch, and that would be me. No, some people have said yes. All right, Chat Canna for today. We've got two interesting stories for you. Um, one of them is you've always heard the old saw about. Uh, about don't do what I do, do as I, do what I say. And this is interesting. The news that is coming out of Washington about hemp is, uh, uh, I don't even know how to make a joke about it. It is changing so fast. Um, and then, of course, uh, with the change of presidents, uh, other things are changing. You know, the bottom uh, words on this um, are these rules are likely to, and are set to take effect on March 22nd, 2021. 
However, they will likely be frozen by the Biden administration, as is the standard procedure during a presidential transition for new rules and revisions issued by the outgoing administration. So are these them? Is this how it's going to be? Because this is different than what I told you uh, just a couple of programs ago. The headline for this is the USDA has raised the limit for hemp THC levels that triggers a crop's eradication from 0.5 to an even 1% THC. Good news, right? I mean, not the 0.3, not 0.5, but now 1% for eradication. Um, so change from last week. Now this 1%. But of course, remember where we started this news item may not take effect at all on March 22nd. Only those guys that are doing indoor right now. Obviously, if you can see back there, uh, you know, we're in the 20 belows right now before the windshield puts us in the 37 belows. So unless you got a real nice warm uh hoop house, hot house, high tunnel or greenhouse, nobody's getting ready to do any uh, harvesting after March 22nd. Our crops are probably, except for the few samples that we have for demonstration and stuff, uh, nothing's going to probably go in here till May 25th, um, Memorial Day, probably June 5th. If I, if I was a betting man and we had a chart going, that would be illegal, John. Um, I would say June 5th. Make a note. Put it on your calendars, moms and dads, that John says his hemp is probably going to go in on June 5th. I just feel that. Um, but the story is, in the final rule for the hemp industry, the USDA raised THC levels that trigger eradication to an even 1% rather than the previous 0.5. Industrial hemp standards under the U.S. law remain at 0.3%. But the Ag Marketing Service, that's a division of the USDA, said the status does not define a negligent violation. It means that us farmers didn't purposefully do anything wrong. Uh, those rules were published, authored rather, during the Trump administration, published on Jan 19. Um, AMS, that's the Agriculture Marketing Service, is increasing the negligent violation to 1% even, they acknowledge a lower total THC threshold will result in a higher number of negligent violations. They understand that factors beyond the control of farmers may cause an increase in total THC levels, such as seed genetics. Weather and climate may contribute to the crops exceeding that neg negligent violation threshold. They believe that the data provided in the comments clearly showed that increasing the threshold to 1% would diminish the risk that the producers would incur and negligent, viol of negligent, negligent violations without adding a greater risk of non-compliant materials reaching the channels of commerce, meaning getting into the hands of consumers. Thank you very much. You know, farmers out here are not trying to be drug dealers. They are not trying to get products that can get anyone high into the hands of consumers. We're all starting out in this new business together. And uh, this is really great. 
And that's a big thank you to those people that uh, made these decisions. The new federal rules give cultivars, cultivators 30 days instead of 15 to get the crops tested uh, so that, you know, we don't have to be so close to the harvest date and try and make a guess of when they'll get back to us so we can start harvesting. And there's more options now on if we are over the line of how we can get rid of it. Uh, you can uh, take away the buds and you can bury them. You can burn them. There's several choices. And then you can take the other parts of the, of the hang on. I got to do a side story here. <clears throat> Much as high fructose corn sugar has entered the market in so many ways, and you all know that, I am fighting weight. And there is some talk that high fructose corn syrup contributes to weight gain. I don't know if it does or not, but Weight gain has been my problem all my life, and now I'm 69. Did I say that on the air? This particular product only has the sugar from the grapefruit, because I'm not taking any statins or anything, so I can drink uh, grapefruit juice, and I love it. And any other natural sugars that it might have. But it does not have any... Uh, high fructose corn syrup in it and it is my treat each day to have one of these the whole bottle's 130 calories and so I would rather have uh, my sugar from this than a couple of cookies uh, on my diet and uh, it just tastes so good so side note over um so that's that's the hemp news that you can be up to one percent, and at least you can keep the stalks uh, and the leaves and stuff, and you can make biomass. And there is places that will start taking that uh, because the uh, the the stalks have herd in them, and uh, that's going to start getting popular for buildings and animal bedding and things like that. And of course the the bark, as you would think of a tree, or the silk around that, as we call it, uh, is going to start having value as it goes to making uh, clothing and paper, among other things. Uh, this industry is still developing, and it's developing in a good way. We have to have patience. And that's my other story for today. We're going to talk numbers here. If my dad was still with us, I would tell him to get out his little his little notebook. It was smaller than this with the rings on the top. You remember that? My dad's entire sugar beet farming operation was kept from the farm to my mother's bookkeeping system was kept in those little ring notebooks. Everything applied to a field was put into those. Everything taken off of the field. Every uh truck box was counted as it left a field every uh, i think every time a combine um uh, the the grain bin on a combine the grain carrier was dumped into a truck he had well his his nickname uh at our lake of the woods 
uh, cabin and boat was eagle eye. Uh, he just had an eye for things. I was not a deer hunter, but my cousins and uncles that that hunted with him, you know, said that he could uh, spot a deer from a mile away. And his eyes watched carefully. Now, as his son, that was not an attribute that I was particularly happy that he had. But uh, his nickname was Eagle Eye. And even though in his last years of his life, he only had one good eye, I'm telling you, that eye was indeed an eagle eye. Uh, but it was this would be when I would tell him to take out his little notebook and make some notes. 2020, the U.S. hemp industry, total economic impact. Want to take a guess? Uh, they are telling us that it was between 4 and $4.8 billion. And, you know, that was not a lot of big fields. That was a lot of guys with an acre or two or four acres. And then a lot of people, of course, did have 40 and 80 acres. But that's coming online here a lot more now. Now they're predicting already for 2021, based on the licenses and stuff, then it's going to move up to 6.8 to 8 billion. Now, that economic impact is two pieces. Um, for 2020, it was a little over $2 billion of actual hemp. And then the rest, up to 4 to $4.8 billion, was the other parts of the industry. Meeting workers' day-to-day -day needs, such as housing, transportation, food, clothing, entertainment, that injects capital into a town. The people that worked for us here on our hemp farm in Crookston, as far as I know, the only maybe like direct to Crookston, but there were other hemp farmers farther out. Um, but, you know, that added value to Crookston. State and local taxes that were used to fund government activities such as schools and roads. Increased demand for products and services from ancillary buildings. We ran into Crookston and bought stuff. And when they didn't have it in Crookston, we had to run to the bigger town, which will remain nameless, <coughs> Grand Forks. Um, so, you know, we talked to the HVAC supplier that we have as we were getting bigger. Uh, we bought our new roof for the building that we foamed. We paid the foam guy $5,000. That would be a one-time thing, but he made money off of us. It would have never happened except for the hemp. And the local yum, yumber like the yumber lard, lumber yard, uh, we were there every day, and and they delivered to us twice, and uh, so based on that metric and all of those additional ancillary sales, which is going to literally double for twenty one and almost again double for twenty two, but then it only inches up after twenty two, but by twenty twenty five. What was $4 billion last year is going to be $16 billion. $16 billion. So if you're thinking about jumping out of the hemp business because it didn't do so well for you last year, I can appreciate that. Hey, I did all this work, and I didn't even break even. I get it. The promises were flying fast and furious from 19 to 20. And, uh, you know, of course, the returns weren't there. I totally get it. I understand. But 
don't give up quite so fast. Go in smaller, more controlled, something you can handle yourself, something that doesn't break the checkbook. But stay in the game, folks. Stay with us. Good things are coming. Patience. You know, we all shouldn't have bought into those big promises back there. We were, we were maybe more lucky than smart. We just uh, looked at it and said, okay, what can we bite off and we can handle ourselves? And that's what we happen to do. And so we're poised uh, really well for the next couple of years to do just exactly what we wanted. We said, what are our strengths and what are we going to do? And of course, we, both of the partners in our venture said, we're not going to give up our jobs. Uh, we're not going to overextend ourselves. We're going to do exactly what we can handle. And we're going to do the things that are our wheelhouses. And we're going to do those the best we can. And that, for us, turned out to be the right things to do. And uh, so we hope you'll communicate with us, stay in the game with us. Um, and we just want to hear from you. Let us know what you're doing. And we're going to keep sharing that information with all the people here in our shows and in the other ways that we can do it. So that's our broadcast for today, Chat Canna for Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be back with even more news and information. Uh, until that time, we hope you'll stay with us. We hope you'll keep learning and sharing what you learn. And we'll look forward to another day right here on Chat Canna. If you're watching us on Facebook, please like us. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the little bell so you know when we're broadcasting again. And if you're one of our new listeners on Twitch, we are happy for you. Please like us there, and we'll see you again sometime tomorrow.